Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Is anyone having a draft hangover? I hope not. There has been a lot of coverage, a lot of news regarding the Cincinnati Bengals. They made some significant moves to bolster up their roster, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about draft grades. We're going to talk all kinds of different headlines with the Bengals, with their AFC North rivals, and around the NFL as the 2021 NFL Draft is behind us. We hope that you enjoyed all the coverage that we brought you not only on this program, but on the Cincy Jungle podcast channel with folks like Matt Minnick, Ace and Zim on Orange is the New Black, and of course, all of the articles on CincyJungle.com. A lot of hard work from a lot of great folks. Hopefully you enjoyed that. And really across the Bengals media platform, whether it's Bengals.com, All Bengals, all kinds of different great, great for the Cincinnati Inquirer. I'm sure I'm missing a few others. ESPN, a lot of great coverage across the board uh, about the Bengals, and hopefully you enjoyed all that stuff. Good to see everybody here. Hey, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, I apologize for Friday night for those, especially the Facebook live viewers. We had a significant amount of people still wanted to hang out really late for the live stream on the breakdown of rounds two and three. We had some audio issues to start the show. We cleaned it up. We've got an edited version of that on our YouTube channel, so go check that out. The audio is available on the podcast channel as well. But just wanted to apologize particularly to the Facebook live viewers for that particular episode. Facebook was not working with us on that episode, and it was not working on us the next day when we tried to upload the edited video. So apologies to that. And we pushed pushed the live stream time back a few times for live viewers. So just want to apologize for all of that in case you missed it. And uh, we're a little frustrated by that. I apologize. But good to see everybody and this is the water cooler chat. I'm Anthony Cazenza, by the way. I don't know if I reintroduced myself, uh, but appreciate you all tuning in on this Monday. And it's good to see a lot of live viewers in that there's not a lot of people who seem to be sick of the draft coverage. So we're going to keep feeding it to you. Let's get it started with some Bengals news. And we're going to start simple and kind of go into more, I guess, headlines of analysis. We're going to comb through all the headlines with the Bengals, all the headlines with the AFC North teams, and then, of course, the NFL. So let's get it rolling here on the water cooler chat. We go back to the class itself, in case you missed any picks. Here they are, round one, pick five, wide receiver Jamar Chase. That was rumored to be the pick in the couple of – Weeks leading up to the draft, the Bengals did go that route and not with Panay Sewell, but 
They got an offensive lineman in the second round in the form of offensive guard slash offensive tackle Jackson Carmen with the Clemson Tigers. They moved back from that spot from 38, moved back eight spots and collected two fourth round picks from the New England Patriots. In round three, they got who many view as a steel defensive end slash edge slash linebacker Joseph Osai out of Texas. In round four, pick 111, Cameron Sample, a versatile uh, guy that probably, you know, he's kind of a little bit in the mold of the uh, the Carl Lawson type of thing uh, in terms of a little bit more stocky. He's about 6'2", but a guy you may be able to kick inside at, at, on occasion, helps out in the run. Good pick there. And then you got the big, big boy, Tyler Shelvin from LSU. Pick 122 in round four, big guy. We're talking 340 pounds or so, a, a true nose tackle and a guy that'll help shore up the run most definitely in the AFC North. And then, of course, you've got Deontay Smith, a promising, true athletic offensive tackle, needs a little bit of development. But uh, if he if his development meets that athletic profile, you may have a star in the making there in the fourth round. And round five, Bengals surprise a few people by going kicker, but it seems to be the consensus best picker, uh, best kicker in the draft in Evan McPherson out of Florida. He had been working and talking with Darren Simmons, as reported, up to the draft. So the Bengals really wanted him. We're going to, we got another headline with that in just a second. Bengals get interior offensive lineman, Trey Hill, a guy who probably will be backing up at center and or guard, maybe competing for the center spot. If Trey Hopkins rehab does not uh, go as planned. So Trey Hill is the round six pick at number one ninety two Oh two an athletic intriguing running back out of Michigan, Chris Evans, uh, a guy who can catch the football, a guy who's a pass protector. He's a little older. I think he's 23, 24 years old. So a little older, but not a lot of wear on the tires. I think he only had 16 carries last year, but a guy who's got a really, really high-end athletic profile, that relative athletic score from Kent Lee Platt shows him to be a very athletic player. Uh, so a guy that maybe can can do some of the things, if not all of the things, that Giovanni Bernard brought to the team. And with the last pick, the Bengals go defensive end again in Wyatt Hubert, a guy who, um, you know, you, you hear things like motor and a guy who, it, you know, high effort and, um, you know, all kinds of different things. There were some talk about maybe uh, a little a little too over-aggressive at times, some flags. And I guess at the Senior Bowl, they, they were joking. I think it was maybe Daniel Jeremiah on the NFL Network was when they made this pick. He was kind of, They were kind of saying that coaches had to remind Hubert not to touch the quarterbacks in practices and whatnot. But uh, a, a guy, if you notice, the Bengals came in. I said this on a on a post on Cincy Jungle, breaking down everything after our super show with uh, all of the Cincy Jungle podcasters. They came into the to the weekend needing wide receiver help, a lot of offensive line help, and a lot of defensive line help. Uh, and basically, pass catchers, defensive line, offensive line. You can argue that nine of those 10 picks were used to those capacities. You know, you got Chase and Evans to a less, much lesser extent in terms of a pass catcher, but a guy who is known to be able to catch the football. Of course, you've got the three offensive line picks in Carmen, in Smith, and in Hill. You've got four defensive line picks in Osai, Cam Sample, Tyler Shelvin, and uh, Hubert. So they did a lot of work there. And then, of course, the one that didn't address those areas is a guy who puts points on the board 
theoretically in Evan McPherson, the kicker. So, um, you know, Bengals did a lot to shore up some weak areas. And it sounds like I tried to find an article for it to share, but I think it's probably on bangles.com, all bangles, maybe even cincyjungle.com, where um, Zach Taylor noted that the, the team is not done in terms of looking at free agency to help fill some other spots potentially. So there may be some more moves on the horizon here going forward. Uh, Tim Coe, who day from Germany. Thanks for tuning in from Germany, Tim. That's awesome, man. Uh, so let's keep it rolling. This is again, just kind of some reminders in case you missed some things over the weekend, there was a lot of news. I'm sure everybody kind of knew about the Bengals picks themselves, but what about undrafted free agents so far? The Bengals have a couple of really, really neat players to their undrafted free agent list. Puka Williams, a guy who some people thought should have been drafted there on day three, a guy who may be able to give you some special teams assistance. You've got obviously a, a backup running back type of pl- uh, possibility for him. Maybe he competes with Travion Williams there. It's going to be a, a pretty big battle between Puka Williams, Travion Williams, and Chris Evans to see who gets the the spots on the final roster there. You've got a punter, Drew Chrisman. And I saw a question from one of our live listeners. Does that mean Huber is going to be cut? Probably not, but there's probably going to be a little bit of a competition there of some uh, to what level, not sure yet, but uh, so they do the, the Bengals pick up Buckeyes punter, Drew Chrisman. More on that in a second. Ball state cornerback, Antonio Phillips, TCU tight end pro Wells. What a cool name that is pro Wells. Marshall Thundering Herd defensive end Darius Hodge, South Carolina quarterback Colin Hill, interesting player there. Northwestern wide receiver Riley Lees as well. Uh, A pretty athletic guy there, uh, Riley Lees. So some good names for the Bengals as of so far on Monday, the undrafted free agent list. Speaking of Drew Chrisman, I guess we'll transition here just real quick. Some some neat background on, on this kid. This I, I found on Twitter. This is a video of him. In case you are not aware, he's the young man is uh, is married, and he kind of did a, a unique proposal. Here's a video of it. I guess I'll expand so you can maybe see it here a little bit better for those watching. He's kind of having, I guess, his girlfriend slash fiance. Uh, kick a ball just kind of as a fun thing. And he ends up proposing to her on the field in front of a, a lot of people there. So um, I guess uh, unless this is faked somehow, um, it looks like this was kind of a real deal and he did it all in front of teammates and whatnot. So pretty cool, pretty cool deal. And a little, little story behind Drew Chrisman there, uh, the Ohio state punter that is now an undrafted free agent for the Bengals and a couple, just a, another couple of fun ones here before we get to some more headlines in case you were not aware of this one, the, there was a really interesting set of circumstances that <laughs> a kind of hilarious set of circumstances, actually, that kind of came to be here in terms of high profile quarterbacks in the league either drafted this year or last year, getting reunited with some of their best offensive weapons. And you see here this year, you had Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, both drafted in the first round by Jacksonville. You have obviously Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, arguably the highest profile of all of these groups. Tua Tagovailoa 
and Jalen Waddle, who they picked uh, right after the Bengals took Jamar Chase. And then the Eagles, you have Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. A little bit of a reach there since Hurts uh, was was in Alabama for a couple of years and then, you know, went to went to Oklahoma for his final year. So there's a little bit of overlap there, but still really, really kind of kind of funny how the league works. And I think these coaches are kind of CNA, you know, let's, let's make these young quarterbacks as comfortable as possible by giving them people they already have rapport with players. They already know and, and have shown to be productive with. So um, we will uh, see how all that plays out. Here we go. Ryan bowling, horrible draft. Uh, Okay. We're going to get to, we're going to get to some grades here. I guess that's a, a good spot to go next seeing as how there's been some people not so hot. Maybe some people really like this draft. Some people did not. Some people think it's just kind of solid. Look, I don't know what everybody was looking for out of the draft, but the Bengals, this was always going to be a little less sexy than the the year prior in terms of the positions that they took, the players that they took. This was a, a little bit more of a meat and potatoes type of draft whether it's offensive line, defensive line, edge players, that sort of thing, that was always going to that was always going to be part of the plan this year to shore all that stuff up as the team, you know, did so. And last year obviously your first two picks was quarterback and wide receiver. They were not going to emulate that this year. But here you see here this is from our good friend Daddio of DNH Sports. Uh, PFF gives the Bengals a B grade in the draft and the Browns receive an A plus. So the Browns, the, and the Browns draft was, was quite solid. We'll, we'll show you who they drafted in just a little bit here in case you missed all of that. But pro football focus gives the Bengals a B grade. That, that seems to kind of be a little bit of a consensus. There was, you know, after the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase, there was, I think a bleacher report grade that said that the Bengals got an F because they, did not go after Penny Sewell. Well, lo and behold, in the second round, not only did they get an offensive lineman, one who very well could start at the open right guard position, but uh, a guy and got two picks for it. I mean, that's you were able to get your guy that you targeted and then get more picks to help out other areas. And, and Oh, by the way, you know, in the fourth round, because they got those two, those two extra picks in the fourth round, they got another offensive tackle in Deontay Smith. So, Take that for what you will, I guess. Uh, some people are just not going to be happy about what the Bengals did this weekend regardless, but they grabbed some talented players. Hey, I mean, here's a little headline as well on CincyJungle.com about the big boy, Tyler Shelvin, about 340, 350. A pretty good coach wanted wanted this player. Uh, you know, it, three, it says 350. I've, I've heard 340-ish, so we'll see, 350-pound. But, again, another one from DNH that Bill Belichick coveted the, the newest Bengal, Tyler Shelvin. He wanted that big nose tackle presence on his defense. Um, the Patriots earlier went Christian Barmore uh, in, in the second round there. So they wanted some other, some added beef up front and Shelvin was a guy and look, I mean, he's had Belichick's had Vince Wilfork. He's had Richard Seymour and, you know, two kind of different builds and players there, but two very, very outstanding offensive linemen. And he obviously felt that Shelvin was going to be a good get for them. And uh, the Bengals grabbed him before new England could do so. So obviously that was a coveted pick in round four by a pretty good coach named Bill Belichick. 
This is the Water Cooler Chat on Orange on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I am Anthony Cazenza. Happy to have all of you joining us on this Monday post draft. I know there's maybe a little bit of a I don't want to say letdown, but I guess there's a little bit of a oh man, it's over. Uh, yes, unfortunately, it's over. But our coverage is not fortunate for you that we will be continuing all of our coverage. We're going to be. Uh, here for a little while longer, going through more headlines and uh, bringing you all the all the good stuff here. But it's it, it was it's it was a long weekend. There was a lot to cover, but it was a good one. And personally speaking, I think the the Bengals did some good good things over the weekend. I know not everybody fully agrees with that, based on some comments that I've seen already today or whatnot. But regardless, good to see all of you. Thank you for tuning in today. And we'll, we'll get to more in just a second. But uh, you can get this show, in case you're new to it, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Megaphone, iHeartRadio, really wherever you get Google Podcasts, uh, really wherever you get your audio, you can get this show as well as on our YouTube channel. If you want to join us live, we'd like to field comments. This isn't so much as interactive as some of the others, like the listener questions live and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to join us live, we love to have our live listeners join us, whether it's through Cincy Jungle's Facebook page, got to give that page a like, you got to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So then you get notified when we go live, as well as be following our at Bengals OBI Twitter account. And of course, at Cincy Jungle, we stream to those two Twitter accounts live as well. So we've got four live stream platforms for you to join us every episode. And we appreciate the support. Before we get to more as well, I would be remiss if I did not mention our partnership with Symbol. Now, unfortunately, what I'm going to share with you here, the price, $25 a share, has gone up. This was the this is when we first cemented the partnership. Um, so uh, my understanding is that it, it has gone up quite a bit because of interest in the Bengals, both by fans like you. Thank you for supporting our partner. And, of course, just because of what the Bengals have done over free agency in the draft, that sort of thing. But symbol S I M B U L L is the stock market for sports. You can trade sports teams like stock. So if you're into fantasy football, if you're into sports gambling, that sort of thing, this isn't gambling per se. This is playing, uh, using and investing in teams, whether it's even in football or other sports, they've got other sports you can invest in teams for as well, but you can invest in them. Hopefully you buy low, you sell high, make some, good money by savvy investing here you can go to symbol.app slash obi s-i-m-b-u-l-l.app backslash obi you do get a ten dollar deposit bonus when you sign up using the promo code obi of course obi being for orange or black insider but our thanks to symbol go check it out fun fun thing to add to your fantasy sports slate if you are a sports better a fantasy football player this is Kind of, kind of playing stock market here with sports teams, and the Bengals are fast rising in the symbol planet there. So go invest, get your $10 credit by using the promo code OBI. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the future of work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep it rolling. More headlines to get to here. We mentioned this fifth round pick, maybe a surprise to some, but the Bengals, quote, fully expect Evan McPherson to be their kicker going forward. And if you watch some videos on this kid, he's impressive. He's got a leg. Um, I hesitate, and I think some also hesitates using the words Justin Tucker, but this guy, he's he's got some talent. He's got some talent. The Bengals... Did draft Jake Elliott a couple of years ago. They cut him, and now he's gone on to Philadelphia and has had a pretty good career there. But the Bengals decided to go with McPherson here. And Darren Simmons, per Paul Daner Jr. on Twitter, says Darren Simmons says he fully expects McPherson to be the starting kicker on opening day. I guess that's what you do when you draft a kicker that early. That's the expectation. So the Bengals appear to have a new kicker going forward. Austin Seibert was the veteran on the roster. There probably still will be a competition in the summer and in training camp in preseason preseason. But I think McPherson has the job here unless, you know, there's some sort of Travis Dorsch type of disaster. And those of you who have been Bengals fans for a while will remember Travis Dorsch. Go look him up. That did not work out well for the, for the Bengals, but I think this is going to work out with this kid. He's got a good leg and the Bengals need, I I said this before, the Bengals need a kicker who can kick in the elements, a a good, I mean, half their games are played at home and obviously Cincinnati gets some rough weather later in the year there. They play, you know, three games on the road in Cleveland, in Baltimore, in Pittsburgh every year. Weather is usually rough in those areas as well, whether it's rain, wind, snow, whatever. Uh, so you need you need a kicker who can kick through the elements. This kid sounds like he's got a strong leg, and the Bengals also need not only that, they need kickers who can get points in clutch situations, and, of course, they need guys who can hit deep kicks. Uh, 49 yards and beyond has been a bit of an adventure, to say the least, over the past few years since, uh, you know, you can go back to Shane Graham. He was a pretty successful kicker, but even he didn't have the strongest leg either. Oddly enough, Shane Graham coached Evan McPherson at Florida. So there's a connection there. Obviously, the synergy between Darren Simmons and Shane Graham worked out well there. So hopefully this kid really works out for the team. He's got a lot of talent, and it sounds like he's going to be the kicker going forward. By the way, for those still criticizing the Sewell versus Chase argument here, Nate Burleson is, you know, he may not be 100% on board. I know he likes, he is partial to a receiver pick being a former receiver himself, but Nate Burleson basically says, you know, if you're going to swing, swing big. If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, which they did with Jamar Chase. Now you've got T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd all together. Oh yeah. And by the way, Auden Tate, Mike Thomas rounding out the group as well, but you can go, uh, we can, uh, show you this clip here, um, or you can go to John Sheeran's 
Twitter account to see the, the video itself. But basically he kind of says, you know, go big, go big or go home here. And the Bengals went big. They felt that they got the better player, not only at a position, another position of need, but they felt that they just got a better overall player than grabbing one of the offensive linemen that were available at that spot. And they had their, their pick of the litter in terms of a wide receiver or an offensive line. None had gone up to that point. And the Bengals go with Jamar Chase. And they're kind of thinking, you know, not only talent-wise, but the reunion with Joe Burrow, that's going to pay dividends. But Nate Burleson is, is on board with it, it appears. Uh, for And if you're interested in the talking head, the national media's take on what the Bengals have done. Speaking of Panay Sewell, the bank the lions talked to the Bengals on thursday night to move up to number five not for and maybe they were i don't know how honest they were being <laughs> if they were being forthright with the Bengals in terms of trading up but the the lions actually inquired to the Bengals about moving up to number five and it would have been for panay sewell so it didn't really matter because Detroit was still able to get Sewell and the Bengals were able to get chase Uh, who knows. I mean, Detroit ended up investing in wide receiver. I know they got Amon Ross St. Brown on day three. And um, I mean, they, they had some issues at receiver. So who knows if they actually would have still grabbed Sewell, if they moved up to five, you would like to think that they would have, uh, but you know, either way, I mean, they, they still had a big need at wide receiver after losing Marvin Jones, and Kenny Galladay in free agency, so they had they had some issues there. But um, the the Lions and and Dan Campbell, the new head coach, he he wanted some attitude up front and some nastiness up front, and he got Panay Sewell. Both teams it worked out well for them. Uh, you know, the the Bengals got their guy in Jamar Chase, and the Lions got theirs in Sewell by staying put. So, guess it worked out. Here's another one. From Bengals.com on grades for the Bengals. Apparently, draft analysts have some good reviews, and this is from Michael LaPlaca over there at uh, Bengals.com. They did a great job this weekend as well, but you see the picks here. We went over those as well. Um, you have the ringer giving the Bengals an A minus, NFL.com giving the Bengals a B plus. You've got, and these are all linked too. Um, so a really good, really good link here on bangles.com. Go check it out and check out all the links to the stories specifically. Sporting News gives them a B plus. Pro Football Network, who, by the way, Trey Wingo, formerly of ESPN, is with PFN, I believe. And he was all about the Bengals drafting Panay Sewell. And, you know, it was just absolutely criminal if they drafted Jamar Chase yet. That network still gives the Bengals a B plus ESPN gives the Bengals a B. I believe that was for courtesy of Mel Kuyper and or Todd McShay pro football focus. As we mentioned earlier, gives the Bengals a B USA today gives the Bengals a B as well. So go check out all this, all those stories are linked and you can see the kind of the, the little blurbs that each one of those outlets wrote about the Bengals and what they did with their 10 picks. Go check that out. Good stuff from Bengals.com and Michael LaPlaca there. Uh, Bsewell513 says, I just want to say thank you guys for posting my video on Cincy Jungle. That was pretty dope. You got it, man. You got it. We, 
at Cincy Jungle, by the way, you know, not only on this show, but on the website, you know, there's a fan post side. So you can just write, you know, if you've got some thoughts, you can write about that stuff. We also recognize that a lot of fans within the Bengals fan base are quite knowledgeable. They're, they're really good with videos and pictures and digital media and all that. Like if you look at our, if you look at our logo there, I guess it would be up here or the subscribe button down there. That's from uh, Dalton Signature, a Bengals fan in Washington, a great guy who was kind enough to come up with some logos for us. And he's a Bengals fan. So there's a lot of talent, a lot of good eyes and ears amongst the Bengals fan base. So no worries, man. Glad glad we were able to get you a little exposure, exposure there on Cincy Jungle. In case you did not know, we've talked a lot about Jamar Chase, but in case you have not known, there was a rule that was passed that basically is permitting a lot of different players to wear a lot of different numbers. The the limitations on position groups wearing certain Jersey numbers is basically ceasing. And so Jamar chase will be number one on the Cincinnati Bengals. That will be his Jersey number going forward here. So you've got, uh, you've got Joe Burrow thrown to number one here, the same number he wore in college. That Jersey is apparently available for purchase. However, my understanding is they don't have them specifically in the the physical pro shop, but I think you can buy them through the pro shop online or through NFL.com, and it is a number one jersey that you can buy. So um, if you want a Jamar Chase jersey, I may be getting one of those a little bit down the road as well. Um, they're, they're available for purchase, is my understanding, online. So go check that out. Let's keep it going to the AFC North, if if you guys don't mind. We will, in case you did not catch up, we're going to try and get through these pretty quick. In case you did not, you were not caught up with what the other teams did in the draft. And then there's we've also got a little bit of news here for each, you know, aside from their draft picks, we've got a little tidbit of news for each team here. But let's start with the Baltimore Ravens, who did some nice things in the draft here. And there's going to be some... Players, undoubtedly, who will become thorns in the Bengals' side going forward here. They had the first-round pick, number 27, Rashad Bateman, a talented wide receiver out of Minnesota. So they got him. He's six foot one, 193. He had a good year in, in Minnesota there uh, last year. They also had a second first-round pick, number 31. They got the edge player. He used to go by Jason Oway, I believe, but he wants to go by his true name, uh, Odafe Owe, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A talented, talented edge player out of Penn State. Not an overly strong class for edge players, but you know some diamonds in the rough, hopefully, that the Bengals grabbed. But also, Owe was one of the tops in the class as well. And then they've got a third-round pick, a guy that I know a lot of Bengals fans wanted to see the team go after, Ben Cleveland, a, a just a, uh, a mean dude at offensive guard. For uh, out of Georgia there, and you know the Bengals like those Georgia guys. So uh, Ben Cleveland, a talented player, going in the third round to Baltimore. They had another third round pick, number one hundred four overall. They go with a cornerback, Brandon Stevens, out of uh, SMU. There, fourth round, they get another talented wide receiver, Tylen Wallace, Oklahoma State. And you know the Baltimore Ravens haven't drafted overly well at wide receiver of late. They do have Hollywood Brown. He's kind of had some ups and downs, but uh, Tylen Wallace adding to the wide receiver core. And then in the fifth round, they get, I, I mean, I don't, 
I know he struggled a lot this year, but getting Sean Wade in the fifth round out of Ohio State, that's a great get by them. Another fifth round pick, Dalen Hayes, the edge player out of Notre Dame. And then fifth round, they get tight end Ben Mason out of Michigan. You know Baltimore likes those tight ends. So they are stockpiling those. Ben Mason out of Michigan there. That is what the Ravens did over the weekend. And what's what's been coming and what's been occurring starting today really teams kind of shedding some players off of their roster doing some different things because they've added this new class of rookies on the flip side of things the ravens are actually looking to work lamar jackson's contract extension there's been a little bit of an impasse there but as of earlier monday Todd Karpovich, hopefully I'm saying that right, of Raven Country, part of the Sports Illustrated Network, the counterpart to the All Bengals page run by James Rapine and company. The Ravens are ready to pivot back and, and address Lamar Jackson's contract situation. And I think that was a big deal why Lamar Jackson was able to win that playoff game Last year, a lot of people thought, you know, obviously he puts up the stats. He's a great regular season quarterback, wasn't doing much in the postseason. And lo and behold, there you go. The He he won a playoff game, and now the team is ready to, to talk contract again. So we'll see. We'll see if that gets settled over the summer here. I would assume that the Ravens are going to pay quite a bit as to what Lamar is, is asking for very talented guy, obviously has really taken it to the Bengals in the past couple of years. So um, he, in all likelihood, he will be remaining there in the next handful of years as well. Here is the Cleveland Browns draft class. First round pick 26, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, a cornerback, second round pick 52, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, JOK, as everybody's been calling him, a linebacker out of Notre Dame. Third round, pick 91, Anthony Schwartz, a quick wide receiver out of Auburn. A little bit earlier than expected there for Schwartz, but a talented player. Fourth round, pick 110. Local favorite, offensive lineman James Hudson. A lot of people think he may kick into guard, but uh, is a tackle by trade out of Cincinnati. Fourth round, pick 132, Tommy Togiai out of Ohio State, a... Uh, big defensive lineman there. Fifth round, 153, Tony Fields, a linebacker out of West Virginia. 169 in the fifth round, Richard LeCount, the third, a safety out of Georgia. Some people thought he may have been a day three pick for the Bengals there just because of the Georgia connection, maybe get another player for the defensive backfield, but uh, goes to Cleveland. Sixth round, pick 211. They get a running back, Demetric Felton out of UCLA. And that was essentially their class there. Now, uh, it hasn't been, um, you know, there was there was a player that the Cincinnati Bengals may have thought about looking at, especially since he went undrafted. But you know, unfortunately, this player he's a, he's a good player. He was thought of of being maybe you know as early as a third rounder, fourth rounder, that sort of thing. Big defensive tackle Marvin Wilson did not test well. So he went undrafted, but Tom Pelissero of, of NFL.com 
uh, reported a couple of days ago, the Browns are signing Florida State defensive tackle Marvin Wilson to a huge rookie free agent deal that includes a $30,000 signing bonus plus $162,000 in guaranteed base salary. Um, a big bidding war for Wilson, one of the top players to go undrafted. So the Cleveland Browns get another seemingly solid defensive lineman at a at a good value in terms of undrafted free agent i know he didn't have the greatest athletic profile but a talented kid and he's got some good tape out there so uh, good good pickup by the browns there in terms of an undrafted free agent let's pivot to the pittsburgh steelers shall we are everybody's favorite team the pittsburgh steelers everybody's favorite team right here is uh, are their picks here. You got Najee Harris, pick 24 in the first round, running back out of Alabama. You've got Pat Fryermuth, tight end out of Penn State, to just historical, stereotypical, whatever type of picks by the Pittsburgh Steelers. You get a tough tight end and a tough, versatile running back. And they want to go a little ground and pound, play action, that sort of thing. Get back to the basics. Speaking of that, they get Kendrick Green, a pretty talented interior offensive lineman out of Illinois in round three. They get a, t- a tackle out of Texas A&M, Dan Moore, uh, in round four. They go back to Texas A&M to get a linebacker, Buddy Johnson, at pick 140. They get the defensive end out of – out of Wisconsin, Isaiah Loudermilk, Quincy Roche, uh, talented, intriguing linebacker pl- uh, type of player out of Miami in round six. Get another safety out of Oklahoma, Trey Norwood, and then they draft a punter with their final pick, number 254, Georgia Tech. Presley Harvin the third is the punter that they grabbed there. So, I you know, not everybody absolutely loved, and that was on Steelers.com, by the way. Not everybody absolutely loved what the Pittsburgh Steelers did, but you know, I, I said a, on Saturday afternoon, I thought it was interesting that for a team picking late in rounds, they were really, really kind of going after needs. It wasn't a, a ton of best player available type of stuff, uh, at least with those early picks. They needed those two positions, tight end and running back, especially for what they wanted to you know, reassess and be who they have traditionally been in the NFL. Great tight end, good running back. And and let's, let's kind of be physical, that sort of thing. And then of course they get Kendra green, the physical interior offensive lineman in the third round. So they did some work, but it was, it was need based to be sure. So here is, I believe this is Chad Ryder. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go here instead. This is the fifth year option tracker because the Pittsburgh Steelers made some news on this. So we'll, this will be a nice, nice bridge here. Fifth year option tracker for 2018 first round picks. You can see here uh, most, almost every in the top 20 has been exercised. Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Sam Darnold, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith, Mike McGlinchey. So Rosen was not the 10th overall pick quarterback for the Cardinals because he was traded and then waived. So his his contract's gone. His rookie contract is gone. He is on the San Francisco 49ers right now, though. But you see here, exercised, exercised, exercised. Here we go. Number... Number 21, Billy Price, 
that has not been exercised, the fifth-year option there. And the Tennessee Titans declined the fifth-year option on Rashawn Evans. And then if you go to pick 28 here, well, you go Rashad Penny and the Seahawks, um, they are declining to pick up his option. He's been a bit of a disappointment for them. Then you go pick 28, Terrell Edmonds, a safety out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, their first-round pick. It was de- They are declining to exercise his fifth-year option per Tom Pelissero as well. So, and then there's some others still being determined later in the round there. Obviously Lamar Jackson, they exercise that and they are looking to potentially get him an extension, as I mentioned earlier, but Terrell Edmonds, the safety from the Pittsburgh Steelers, his brother, an excellent linebacker with the Buffalo Bills Edmonds for at least the Steelers Edmonds has been a bit of a disappointment and they are declining his fifth year option. So that's what's going on with the 2018 first round picks. Here are some more grades. I think we mentioned this one for the Cincinnati Bengals, but this is on NFL.com. Final quick snap grades for all 32 teams. This is by Chad Reuter. Uh, You can see here Atlanta Falcons A+. You can go on here. Baltimore Ravens, I guess this is in alphabetical order. Buffalo Bills A-. We'll stop where the Bengals are at here. Let it load up. Chicago Bears, you see they've got an A. Cincinnati Bengals, B-plus here, and then you look at all the picks, and you see here's the day one. Basically, they were B or B-plus every every day, according to NFL.com. B-plus, B-plus, B, and of course, you see the Bengals had a choice between a dominant left tackle in Panay Sewell and an outstanding receiver in Chase. They chose Chase despite the fact that their young quarterback, Joe Burrow, had his rookie season cut short by an injury, suffered in the pocket. They hope that selecting Carmen will rectify the situation, allow Burrow and Chase to rekindle the connection that led them to a national title. Um, and then, you know, day day three stuff, getting sample early in the fourth round should help the pass rush. Shelvin's powerful base makes him a nice run stuffer. Um, McPherson was bound to be a fifth round pick and the team needed to upgrade that position, but selecting a kicker comes with its share of risk. So good stuff there by Chad Ryder and you can catch all the grades for all teams on there as well. A couple of quick other quick tidbits of news before we bounce on out of here, just for those who may be cord cutters or anything like that. Uh, Amazon Prime Video will be the exclusive Thursday night football home starting next year. Not this season coming up in 21, but next year in 22. So get that, uh, get that in your calendar there and make a note that Amazon Prime Video will be the exclusive Thursday Night Football home starting in 22. Going on here, this will be the last one that we get to today on the Water Cooler Chat. This is the top undrafted rookie free agents following the 2021 draft. And this is kind of a a cool thing by Gil Brand. It's a tracker. So you can see here there's updates. They've got updates on here in terms of where guys have gone. Shane Bouchelle. Um, the guy who bounced from Texas to SMU is signing with the Chiefs. Uh, and then you've got some others here that are still potentially available. You've got some others running backs here. Um, Puka Williams, you see him there, but a couple of other interesting names. Puka Williams, obviously, I, I said earlier, signing with the Bengals. Wide receivers, this may be another group to look at here, but they've there's been a lot of activity here. Tyler Vaughn's out of USC, interesting player. Marlon Williams, UCF. Um, you know, these are guys that uh, Damon Hazelton out of Missouri, 
So there's a couple of names in here. Sage Surratt was a guy I, I would have liked the Bengals to take a, a flyer on, but he is signing with the Lions, apparently going with Amon Ross, Satan Brown there. So not a lot left in this, in that position group, but um, you know, the Bengals could, could go there. And then of course you've got some decent names at the tight end position, offensive tackles in case anyone was worrying, uh, wondering here, uh, not a lot left there. Although that's a premium position that usually gets drafted very, very heavily. So there's a couple of here, a couple of them here. They all appear to be unsigned at this point. And then you've got some interior offensive linemen. Um, Tommy Kramer is a name that some, some folks know out of Notre Dame. Uh, there, Jared Hawker is another name out there. So, uh, a lot of these have been scooped up as well. The interior offensive linemen, and then you've got some edge rushers. So about half of those listed here have been scooped up. And then there's some other Hamilcar Rashad out of Oregon States, another guy that a lot of people know. So, you know, they, go check this out. There's a lot of information here and things that are linked on here. So, uh, a undrafted free agency tracker on NFL.com with a lot of interesting names, some of which have been signed, some of which have been, have not. This has been the water cooler chat. I know there's some questions here. We're going to try and do a listener questions live this week. So we'll get to more questions from you all. Thank you all for keeping your eyes and ears on cincyjungle.com, both on the website and our podcast channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the orange and black insider that's on this video here. You can also subscribe to our podcast channel through your favorite streamer. Please do that and be sure to check out all the episodes of our podcast and the other great ones on the podcast channel. We appreciate all the support and everything and the interest level that you showed all of us over the weekend. We hope you had a great weekend with the NFL draft, hopefully a little bit with friends and family too, but thanks for checking us out and we'll see you on Wednesday when we do the analysis and deep dive show myself and John Sheeran. We'll see you then. Take it easy, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.